Next up here on 99.9 The Fan, Paul Lyhander with you. Thanks for making us a part of your day. Check us out on the YouTube page following every show. You can listen to two of there, youtube.com slash 99.9 The Fan. That is 999 The Fan or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Search out next up with 99.9 The Fan. You can like and subscribe and take us with you throughout the day as we get your Sports day moving forward. I am a sports historian. I love uh, numbers and figures and moments and things like that. When I go to games and view championships or whatever it is, I like to create some moments, usually handshakes, pictures. I have 6,000 photos on my phone. Uh, but I, I, I like to teach history. And today I'm going to teach you all something for those of you fresher to the triangle in the last few years trying to figure out. You've seen these T-shirts, right? And the Carolina Hurricanes have gone through a number at, at PNC Arena. The Carolina Hurricanes have gone through a number of uh, slogans and and catchphrases and things like that. This year's is cause chaos. Uh, last year's was take warning, uh, if you remember that one. But five years ago, this is exactly five years ago, a couple of Canadian commentators, uh, one in particular, decided to give the Carolina Hurricanes a slogan that they would take into what was known during the Lunar New Year as the Year of the Pig. This is Ron McLean, and you'll know the next name, and for those of you who know what I'm talking about, you'll pick it up right away, Don Cherry. So why are you mad at All right, Carolina? now listen, listen, listen. This is the National Hockey League. Brenda Moore is a good coach. He play. These guys, to me, are jerks. You have to do this in the National They're still not drawn. This is to me, and I'll tell you one thing, they better not do this in the playoff. What I don't understand is Brendan Moore is a street shooter. He always was. This is a joke. The, the rest of the guys, young men expressing themselves for joy of winning. They don't do this thing in the net. It's professional hockey. What are these guys, the jerks or something? And I'll tell you one thing. They do this in the playoffs, making fun of the other team. But nobody's out on the ice. The game's over. I admit, I always liked your theory of when you celebrate when you win only. Uh, that's why you like Muhammad Ali, whereas uh, Sugar yeah, Leonard did this. before. Shuffle. Now, you don't. If you want to do it, do it before. But right. that, that is absolutely ridiculous. I know the rest of the people. I know all the broadcasters and everything are afraid to say something like that. They're jerks well, doing it. I kind of like it. I know you. Well, you luck and I the weatherman. You know what I mean? I know what I'm talking about. You never do anything like that. They're still not drawn. They're a bunch of jerks as far as I'm concerned. Imagine Justin Williams doing stuff like that. Ridiculous. Imagine Justin Williams doing stuff like that. The end kills me. Yeah. Uh, Ron McLean at the end of that, which it was like, yeah, it does seem kind of odd. He goes, it does seem kind of odd. But the louder voice, Don Cherry, is the one that propelled everything, started the thousands of T-shirt sales. There's the photo. Again, this is five years ago, everybody. Exactly five years ago, uh, roughly to the day, nearly to the day, uh, that bunch of jerks became part of the vernacular of the Carolina Hurricanes. And this was because of the multiple celebrations that they were doing that led to the storm surge. The storm surge, and then there was a limbo line and a, and a, uh, a rowing contest and a number of other things that came to light to where the NHL network even had this debate about a day later saying, hey, what do you think of this? And they were all saying, well, you know, Don Cherry's a fundamentalist, but we like it. And it seemed to usher in the rest of what we now know as the modern-day storm surge, I guess, and then the 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 chasing after the player of the game, yeah. which to Pyotr Kachevkov, uh credit recently ended up hiding in the penalty box. Yeah, not a fan of it. 
<laughs> so maybe yeah, he's like, hey, wait a second. I don't quite know what I want to do with this, but let's not come after the goalie who's still in full pads and kind of tired after uh, saving 30. Uh, so there you have it. So if you see people tonight at the Chicago game digging out the old bunch of jerks, and you're like, man, I haven't seen that in a while. That's why. I might have to wear my bunch of jerks, bunch of jerks shirt up in a uh, press row tonight. I think they need to run that one back. just to fit the theme. I think we need to run that one back, like a re. I think a reprint for those who don't know it but kind of want to get it, because they were selling those in the team store. Do like an updated that says, you know, still a bunch still, of jerks. There you go, still a bunch of jerks. I think that would work. All right, ninety nine nine the fan here. Next up, Paul Ihander, Instagram Hill on the ones and twos. The NBA. Uh, scored a lot of points last night in their their annual exhibition game, which they they play exi- they play in exhibition games, and then they have this midseason thing called the All Star Game, which to be honest is kind of a weird vote. Like you can hashtag on Twitter now, and you don't even have to vote in person. There's no paper ballot. You just kind of stuff the ballots, but they don't even do that anymore. So. It's like, hey, we want to have a competitive product, and this is going to be great for the league. It's going to be fantastic. And NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, as he presented the Kobe Bryant NBA uh, Kobe Bryant MVP trophies and the trophy to the conference captain after last night's 211 to 186 game, gosh, goes quote, and to the Eastern Conference All Stars, you scored the most points. Congratulations. No competition. If Damian Lillard hadn't, if the East hadn't won with Damian Lillard's, uh, Damian Lillard was the MVP. He played for the East. He scored 39 points in 27 minutes. If he hadn't won it and the West had won the All Star game, it would have gone to Carl Anthony Towns, who scored 50. 50 points. Don't forget about Tyrese Halliburton. the hometown kid or the hometown hero. I mean, he was like seven of eight from three point shooting. Midway through the second quarter. Between the two teams, they shot 299 shots. Gosh. 200, this was a standard game. What was the over? Like, what, standard game. What was the over-under on this game? It, I, I couldn't find it. I don't it, know if wasn't, I it, it wasn't 399 or 300, 397. This is a question that is going to plague the NBA, not for very much longer. I mean, to be honest, they're going to move on to the postseason here, but they are going to have to figure something out to where this might mean more. It could have to go an NFL Pro Bowl style, to be honest, where you're just it's more about the Saturday night, the three-point competitions and the and the skills thing and the dunk competitions kind of played out too. There's not a lot more you can do like with props unless you're like standing on like you know Carl Anthony Towns shoulders, you know you get like a point guard that can't dunk. He's like 6-1 or you know mascot dunk contests are kind of played out. I think the All-Star game needs to do a couple things. One, Make it like a three-on-three, kind of like the NHL. Hmm. Go three-on-three. Don't invite everybody. I'm sorry. Not everybody gets to participate. Not every team gets somebody there because it's just going to drag on. I mean, it's about sponsorships and whatnot. But the MLB All-Star Game, you know, they put a, a, a little rule in place saying, hey, the winner of the, of the MLB gets you know, World Series home field advantage. The NFL Pro Bowl means kind of nothing. They kind of want to move that to the middle of the season. But the NBA needs to fix this thing where you guys got I mean the guys are shooting from half court at this point. Yeah. You hoist nearly 300 shots. I'm like that's that's just it's just they're out there having fun. Totally get it. Nobody wants to get hurt. Totally understand that, but I mean if you're going to create if you're going to create something that people want to be it's sustainable. Like they're they're 2 years away now from having their 75th All-Star game. If it even exists anymore. 
Why don't they just go, again, just go full NBA Jam hotspot, right? They've got the floor. Go rock and jock a little bit more. Get rid of the celebrity portion of the game because, again, that's about them rubbing shoulders and whatever it is. Do, like, big man three-point competition. Like, if you are seven feet and above, you're going to be in the three-point competition. And you have to force, like, maybe you put six guys on the court. But I think three-on-three would at least give it a little bit of a a nudge and push in the right way because 397 points... I'll admit, like, I tuned in for maybe, like, 20 or 30 minutes. I was like, this is insane. Like, there's nothing there that I can latch on to as an NBA fan or even as a casual fan. It's just a bunch of guys shooting from 45 feet to see if they can make it. And then it's like, all right, it's your turn now. Yeah. Uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, who have a podcast together, Paul, I don't know if you know this, but a friend of mine recommended it to me. They said that it's just a different landscape, the All-Star game nowadays, than when it was when they were in their primetime playing they said back in their day in the All-Star game, you'd go into the locker room and, you know, you might would have LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, like, all in their circle. And then you'd have, like, Lakers players, like, in their circle. Like, nobody really talked to each other. They took it seriously. Like, they still were playing an in-season game. And they kind of had, you know, not hatred, but they still had the competitive nature. Now it's just LeBron James going out there and, like, from the free throw line trying to alley-oop to himself. And If, if anything, just kill it. I'm like, there's, there's really <laughs> wow. No, I'm, I'm like, seriously, 397 points. Like, there's, this is, I'm like, okay, so next year 400, and then what? And then what? At that point, I mean, you might as well just have guys just sit there at the half court line and just shoot. I mean, they're just, it's, it's great, it's clever. All the, all the stars, alleged stars that are there to play, but if it's not competitive and it's not even entertaining because you're running up 397 points, no one at home is going, oh wow, man, they hit 350. <laughs> when when they're down 25, like put up like a 25-point hot spot or something. Hey, you're down 25. At half court, shoot half court shots. <laughs> yeah. You might as well just make it 1,000. Yeah, starting next year, if you make a half court shot, it counts as five points rather than three. Right. Over the backboard, 10. <laughs> the fix, just kill it. That's the fix. I'm Graham Hill with three things you need to know right now from 999 The Fan. It was a great weekend for the Carolina Hurricanes as they defeated the Arizona Coyotes 5-1 on Friday and then turned around and defeated the defending Stanley Cup champs, the Vegas Golden Knights, 3-1 on Saturday. It's hockey night in Carolina. The Hurricanes return to PNC Arena tonight as they welcome the Chicago Blackhawks. Puck drops shortly after 7 p.m. with Mike Maniscalco and Trip Tracy on the call. Pre-game coverage begins at 6.30 with Stormwatch. Hosted by Adam Gold. After the game, be sure to check out the Canes Corner podcast. Hosted by Adam Gold as well, live on the fans' YouTube page. Wolfpack Weekly with head coach Kevin Keats is tonight immediately following the drive with Tim Donnelly at 6 p.m. NC State coming off their big 78-77 victory on the road against Clemson thanks to the last-second basket by DJ Horn. Find these stories and more on WRLSportsFan.com. Paul Lyander with Instagram Hill. Next up here on 99.9 The Fan. Thanks for making us part of your Monday ride. Get you ready for the entire sports day for you. It is President's Day, so you will notice a couple of things today when it comes to programming. If you happen to be with idle hands at home, if you're listening to Adam Gold during the afternoon drive or Tim Donnelly as well, opposite them, there'll be a lot of hockey. It's a President's Day, so the NHL likes to play during the day. 
on President's Day, as well as the Daytona 500, where rain and ain't racing. It's the first time since 2012 they had to postpone the Daytona event off of the weekend. I think it was four or five years ago they had a big like Sunday of rain, and they weren't able to finish it or at least get it in to make it count, so they had to carry over to the next day. But they they were completely washed out this weekend. So if you had friends that went down there or you were, you're just a Daytona NASCAR fan or you heard the guys make their NASCAR picks or whatnot, uh, that race is this afternoon. So if you're into the left turns, I do like some left turns. <laughs> there you turns. go. Do like some left turns. So it's rain, time for you to change your bets as well. Yeah, rain and ain't racing for sure. Yeah, you still have a chance to change your bets if you pick, but I I think you just have to like sit on them for right now. All the Jersey retirements over the weekend. Brittany Griner at Baylor had her number forty two raised the rafters. They've raised like seven women's basketball players at Baylor and Yarmir Yager, who's actually still playing hockey in Europe for the team that he owns in Europe, came back home to Pittsburgh and had his sixty eight raised to the rafters there of which they came out, the Penguins, to their credit, came out in a bunch of, like, dark mullets. But Yager since then has taken off his mullet, so he has, like, this short haircut. So you could tell, you actually could tell it was Yarmir Yager on the ice who was taking some skates with him because everyone else had mullets and he didn't. So that was all the uh, full jersey retirements. It was a big opening weekend for your Carolina-based teams. Congratulations, Elliot Avent. Avent got his 1,000th win as NC State's head coach. Just the fifth active head coach in D1 baseball. Fifth active coach with 1,000 wins right now. They had a good weekend. Yeah, they did. I mean, despite losing game two of their series to VCU uh, by a final score of 69, they were able to rebound with a 5-3 victory yesterday to uh, win the series outright. And, you know, just looking at NC State Twitter, there's already a lot of up in arms about another baseball season of mediocrity, but I mean, look, it's just game two of a what, like forty-one game season. Listen, if I'm if I'm a if I'm a Wolfpack baseball fan, or if I'm a player, first of all, if I'm a player, I don't care. I'm like, yeah. If, if your fans, easy, settle down now, settle down. We got a long ways to go. You know how this works. Uh, but state's going to Hawaii for a roadie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like baseball yeah. at the beach. Yeah, that's terrible. Oh, that's so hard. Problem is, it's late. Those are late games. That's like near midnight here because they play in the afternoons. But, yeah, three games set in, in Hawaii, yeah, that's 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 not too rough. At ECU, which Insta was part of, the largest home crowd uh, ever for opening day at ECU, uh, they got a win. Uh, it knocked off Ryder, but that was just part of the night. Parker Bird, you may have heard this story, you may have not, Parker Bird at ECU is the first Division I player to play a game with a prosthetic leg. Uh, they beat ECU beat Riders 16-2. He came in as a pinch hitter in the eighth. His family was there. This is a kid who was in a boating accident, had to undergo more than 20 surgeries in like a month and a half. Yeah. And then steps up to the plate. Like this just this just exploded across socials when it happened. And you were there, Graham to witness this thing firsthand, you were part of this moment, actually. Well, I just had a small role in a very big moment. And uh, prior to the game, Parker Eason, who uh, was kind of my right-hand man up there in the press box as far as pronunciations, kind of being my eyes as far as, um, you know, changes in the field, uh, mentioned to me before the game, he said, now you're familiar with the Par Parker Bird story. And I said, of course, you know, how, how could you not be? And he said, there's a good chance that at some point this season he will get and at bat since in their final purple and gold scrimmage, I believe two weeks ago, he got an at bat and actually got a hit 
So he was going ahead and making me aware that when Parker gets up to the plate, you know, kind of put a little more emphasis on, you know, announcing him to uh, to bat. I mean, as as you should with everything that he's gone through. And so just like that, I believe it was the bottom of the eighth, bottom of the seventh, something like that. Big margin lead. I mean, ECU went up seven to nothing in the bottom of the first, just like that. And uh, this was kind of the scene and the sounds for at Clark LeClaire Stadium as he came up to the plate. Chill bumps, as he likes to call it. Still Dre as the walk-up song, too, which I, I really appreciate it. Still <laughs> Parker Bird. I mean, despite everything he's gone through, I mean, he he's worked his tail off to get to where he's at this season, made his collegiate de- debut. Fortunately, he did get walked by me. He was able to get on base, and even as he was coming off as he was pinch-run, or they put in a pinch-runner for him, just another loud ovation. A great story. A great story from opening weekend, which makes it that much more special. I mean, there's no – there's – no doubt about it. He called it chill bumps and how phenomenal it was. And the media attention has been has been pretty much insane, uh, Insta. Yeah, I mean, it made national news today. I mean, I, I just saw on Twitter where he was featured on ABC uh, News last evening. So, I mean, it, this is just blown out of the water. I mean, right, rightfully so. I mean, you, you can't be more proud of – if you're an ECU fan, you can't be more proud of the hard work he's put in. I can just only imagine what his parents were going through uh, Friday night and just – very thankful again to have a small role in just such an, an incredible story Friday night at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Yeah, lots of lots of great moments coming in that one. Importantly, a Pirates win, but also a Pirates comeback in that same win. And Bird's only a sophomore. You know, he doesn't make this team if he can't ball. So expect him to get a lot more time. Only time will tell. More history could certainly be made for sure.